0: Hypocrisy's the best policy Wish for change but lazily what that music means. What's going on everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5 Minute Major, and welcome to season 2, episode 14 of the HV Pucks podcast, powered by capish.com. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. My show is 100% free to obtain. You do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is available on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on the Grandstand Sports Network. Again, it is 100% free. Tuesday, February 13th is the last day of the regular season. And playoffs are set to begin on Friday, February 16th. So listen carefully because I'm going to give you all the playoff dates right now. The opening round for Division 1 will take place on Friday, February 16th. The opening round for Division 2 will take place on Saturday, February 17th. The quarterfinals for Division 1 will take place on Monday, February 19th. The quarterfinals for Division 2 will take place on Tuesday, February 20th. These semifinals for both Division One and Division Two will take place on Thursday, February twenty-second, and the section finals, which is also known as the championship game, will take place on Saturday, February twenty-fourth. That location and those times um, have been decided, as far as I know. Um, Brewster Ice Arena will host the. Section 1 championship games, again, on Saturday, February 24th. I'm thinking Division 2 will play at noon, and Division 1 will play at 3 o'clock. Division 2 is definitely going to be the first game this year. Uh, Then we have regionals. So the regional game for Section 1 will be held on Saturday, March 3rd. Whoever wins Section 1, Division 1, will host Section 9, which is Monroe Woodbury. Again, in Section 1, Section 1 is the host, Saturday, March 3rd. On Saturday, March 3rd, the Section 1 Division 2 winner will travel to Section 2, which is up in the Capital Region. Queensbury is the opponent. Uh, The location will be the Glens Falls Recreation Center. It's a 430 puck drop. Your boy Trav will be there in Glens Falls to make sure that you have the most up-to-date information, Uh, quotes from the coaches, player interviews, videos, and in-game updates. So then let's take a look at the uh, weekend in Buffalo. The New York State semifinals are scheduled to take place on Saturday, March 10th. The Division I winner of Section 1 versus Section 9 Will take on the winner. Of section three. Versus section six. The division one winner. Of section 10. Versus section two. Will take on the winner. Of section five. Versus section four. The division two winner. Of section one. Versus section two. Will take on the winner. Of section five. Versus section six. And the D2 winner. Of Section 6 versus Section 7 will take on the winner of Section 3 versus Section 10. I will tweet this information out because, again, it can be a little bit confusing. And then the state finals for all the marbles will take place on Sunday, March 11th. The Division I winners of the semifinals from the day before will play at noon The Division II winners of the semifinals from the day before will play at 3 o'clock. If you do not have Spectrum Cable, formerly known as Time Warner, you will not be able to access the games. It's a deal that the state put together with Spectrum Cable. Fortunately, again, your boy Trav will be in Buffalo. um, Getting quotes from coaches, getting quotes from players, putting video out there, Live game updates. Um, So again, I I have everything you need. And again, 100% free. You don't need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. And I have a feeling that I'm going to be the only local person up there uh, covering the games from this part of the state. So let's talk a little bit about playoff hockey. You know, playoff hockey at any level is all about health and matchups teams want to enter the postseason playing their absolute best while making sure they've rid themselves of any bad habits they might have picked up during the regular season. Players use the momentum of a strong regular season finish to catapult them and their teammates into the second season. And I fully expect the 2018 playoffs to be exciting and compelling because Section 1 is wide open. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this, point to you when you're ready. This is Coach Schap- Chaparelli of marinate Tires, and you listen to HV Box, available for free on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now, back to the show. Now, let's get right into the dump and chase. This week, with the playoffs set to begin on Friday, February 16th, I asked high school hockey players what they do to prepare for the postseason, and here's what they all had to say. Chris Rowe said, Gotta take it one step at a time and carry some of the momentum that we picked up. Just gotta work on skills and definitely going to have to have my head in the right place at the right time. Be prepared. Matt Lotto said, I just try to keep working hard and getting better as we get closer to the playoffs. Willow Barnes said, I renew my gym membership. Mike Halper said, Every game is the same thing to me. My job is to stop the puck. And the boys in front help me out a ton. They do their thing, I do mine, and we just flow as a team. Matt Carden said, I get ready by just going to practice and getting mentally and physically prepared. As long as we practice hard, we will play hard. Kieran Vargas said, Well, this is my first time making the playoffs in the four years I've been on varsity, so I don't really know what to expect. I think I'm going to prepare the same way I normally would. For every game I prepare emotionally beginning the night before. Physically, I'm going to warm up the same way that I have been. Before games, I normally put on headphones and listen to music as I'm warming up. So I plan on doing that for the playoffs. Andrew Shulzenko said, A lot goes into preparing for playoffs. The season is long and it takes a toll on us physically. So making sure to try and take care of the bumps and bruises that we get along the way is super important because we want to go into the playoffs as healthy as possible. Also, making sure the team is on the same page mentally with the common goal in mind and the belief that we're capable of achieving it is crucial for having playoff success. Christian Kupani said... We try and study uh, the team that we will face in the playoffs and figure out what to do to get the W. Personally, I make sure that I am well-rested and that I eat a good meal before I play. Will Brunner said, It's going to be tough for me since it will be over. In the past, it's been tough because once the season is over, you spend every second waiting for it and you get really anxious. I just try to hang out with the boys as much as I can in the offseason and try to help myself get better. This summer, I lost 30 pounds preparing for the season which helped a lot. Grace Lunder said, For me this year especially, I just think about how much that double OT semifinal loss hurt last year, and it motivates me so much to play my absolute best to win. Ryan Schelling said, With the postseason coming up and the Mounties getting better and better, rolling into the playoffs, we need to stay positive and in shape. We don't let the nerves get the best of us. We kept ourselves going throughout the season, and it's not going to change now. Will Dodge said, I try to think of the playoffs just like any other game. Keep the same routine, but at the same time, I love to feed off the pressure of it. James Carrier said, mentally, especially as a senior, you tell yourself that this can be your last time, and that gets me going and pumped. Physically, the same thing. We work out as a team and practice every day, so that doesn't change. Emotionally, it's sort of similar to mentally because you have to tell yourself that this could be your last game, and you emotionally get involved, which makes me play better. Also, a playoff atmosphere is much better than regular season. The fans are better, and it's more tension between the teams. Tommy McCarron said, I make sure I work out at least three times a week and take shots in my backyard every day of the week. I still watch film of our old games. It's sad to see the season go because you see the boys five times a week and you miss the crowd and playing. But with a Section 1 championship trophy, I would be very happy. Giancarlo DiLorenzo said mentally gotta stay positive hope for the best and focus on playing the best hockey we can physically just try and stay healthy and I think every game you have to play with some emotion it fuels the game but you can't let your emotions get out of hand Patrick Flatley said we've been in playoff mode for weeks now you have to treat uh, the push to the playoffs like it's the real thing so you hit the ground running when you get there Brett Hansen said take it like any other game Do not change anything. Ryan Cohen said, I think the key is hanging out with the team a lot off the ice, and the key on the ice is playing your game. Nothing fancy, just keep it simple. Harrison Gdansky said, I would say that we prepare by just trying to have the same mindset we have for the regular season and working hard in practice to make sure we're ready physically. Taylor Isholm said, We're ready to show everyone how we matured by going upstate. Jake Leali said, Got to be ready for every game. Grant Zell said, You focus more and more on hockey. You have to realize that the amount of time for high school hockey you have left is short. You need to make the most of it before time runs out. You have to push yourself further to make the most of what you have. It's a time to make memories, and I want them to be as good as they can be. Uh, Max Chauflin said, Uh, Definitely a challenge and, and a complicated question. In my opinion, you have to look at it as a new beginning. doesn't matter who you beat and who you lost to in the regular season because the playoffs are different. Anyone can win on any night. Clayton Zuck said, how I prepare for the postseason is, mentally I forget about what happened in the regular season and focus on the postseason. Physically, I prepare myself and my body for the intense and hard-fought games. Emotionally, I leave everything that happens in my life off the ice and focus on winning the game and not losing. Max Kruman said, physically try on all equipment and get new stuff that fits and also eat up. Jack Freed said, I prepare for the postseason the same way I prepare for any other regular season game. It's all about keeping cool, staying focused, and not going overboard when it comes to training. Steven Apicella said, play every game like it's your last and leave it all on the ice. Chris Cromwell said, I prepare, expecting to play a great team no matter who we play. Mentally, I prepare for the best and worst that can happen in a game. Physically, I like to rest the day before and the day of a playoff game. I like to have a light workout a few hours before the game. Emotionally, I enjoy riding the highs and lows of playoffs, watching upsets happen and watching good hockey all around, and trying to figure out who we might play in the regional game. It's all really exciting. I love every aspect of it. Evan Kama said, mentally reevaluate personal and team goals. Physically, do everything I can to stay healthy, like stretch a lot and take off when I need to. Emotionally, just focus on accomplishing what I had in mind from the beginning of the season. And that's winning the section. Sean Blaney said, I think as a team we are focused on staying composed. We know we have a great team and we can win if everything falls into place. We are skating this year more than the team did last year to prepare for the playoffs as well. Harrison Freed said, for me this season it's going to be to just know that every game could be my last and not have any regrets. Just leave it all out on the ice. We're going to keep working hard in practice and do our jobs and try to come into the playoffs as strong as possible. Joe Bucci said, I start to prepare myself mentally as I know that this is my last run. I keep myself busy as I go to the gym on my days off. Jack Guerra said, I play every shift, every period, and every game like it's my last. Casey Boone said, Physically, we've been preparing all year, working hard at every practice and every drill. The skating drills and the off-ice workouts we do pay off in the playoffs. Last year, we won the section in double OT, and we had the stamina to keep going. As far as the mental mindset goes, we've been focusing on the end goal. We know we want what we want to accomplish, so we need to focus and bear down to achieve these goals. Emotionally, we know we cannot be satisfied with our play or recent success. We cannot be distracted by news headlines or what goes on on social media. We need to stay focused and remember to do the little things. You're listening to the Pucks podcast and we'll be right back after this. know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week, I sat down with Rich Guberti, head coach of the Fordham University Rams hockey team. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Rich Guberti. He is the head coach of of the Fordham University Rams hockey team, he's taken a few minutes out to chat with me this morning, and I really appreciate it, Coach. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Um, what excites you most about this team?
1: Uh, this this team has a chance for history. We. Uh... Uh, right now 19 and two we're ranked seventh in the Atlantic. Our goal is to, this is the first time that the school has actually allowed us to uh, go after making regionals. Uh, we've had a lot of teams that, that could have uh, made a run for regionals but this team has been allowed to and making the most of it then 19 and two they' are ranked seventh uh, so that's that's what's exciting about this team.
0: Um, any surprises this season for you, Coach? You know, every year you start off with your group. Anyone stepped up and surprised you this year?
1: Well, somebody from my, uh, one of my favorite states, Massachusetts, Flanagan. Uh, a kid named Flanagan on defense, and he showed up. I didn't even know he was coming to the school uh, and then he came out, and he, he's fantastic. He's my kind of kid. He's uh, got a lot of heart. Uh, he's dedicated, and he's got just a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's not afraid to uh, to show it off once in a while. So Flanagan uh, is is stepped up, and is one of our top defensemen. Um, another another fellow who went to Del Barton didn't play a lot at all. A uh, defenseman, uh, Morfoglin. Uh, he also has been uh, a surprise. Um, I I knew that he was uh, not afraid to use the body, which is always important. Uh, but he's actually blossomed into uh, somebody who we can count on. Uh, you know, he gets better and better every uh, day.
0: Now, unfortunately, I haven't seen as much of your team as I would like. I saw you mix it up once against Ramapo at Rama, and then I saw you guys get into it for a very good cause for the veterans' appreciation at the ice hutch. But in your opinion, coach, biggest game of the season so far for you? Well, I think the Ramapo game was a big game because it set the tone for the season. Um, We obviously had a little
1: unfinished business last year. We were undefeated, and they beat us, um, I believe it was our last game of the season. Uh, And they then took first place by doing so by one point. Uh, And then we never got a chance to see them in the finals because we lost to Suffolk in overtime in the semifinals, and they went on to lose in overtime to Ramapo. So... Uh, it was good to start the season this year out, out at um, Sportorama and, uh, and beat them by a goal. And so that, that I think, is uh, my, my favorite game this year.
0: Okay, good, good stuff. Hey, what's the toughest rink to play in, in your opinion?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I think the toughest record is going with the smallest locker room uh, because other than that, uh, I like playing uh, against teams that have large vocal uh, fan base. I think it psychs our guys up, uh, and they, they get off, they're very competitive, they get off on the atmosphere and everything, and uh, usually uh, when we played uh, Maritime at Parkwood, they they have... Uh, probably, I don't know, six to eight hundred people and they'd be banging on the glass behind the bench to the point where we needed security and, uh, you know, they would, uh, it was a lot of military guys, so anybody with a little bit of a long hair, they they would uh, be derogatory towards, and I gotta (laughs) tell you that we would end up beating teams like that 9 9 nothing, 9-1, so you know, as far as the crowd goes, I think my guys feed off of that, so the louder the place, and the more, uh, adversarial the uh, rink the better, but smallest locker room. I think that's the one that we can't
0: stand. Oh, that's a good that's a good answer, Coach. And this is a perfect segue into my next question: Who is your big Go. Who is your biggest rival at this point?
1: Well, at this point, it's uh, teams in our league: Ramapo and Suffolk. Uh, those those teams play as uh, Ramapo has uh, a couple of players that are uh, probably one of, you know the top players in our uh, MCHC. Uh, and Suffolk has just a, a bunch of uh, fast, uh, gritty Long Island kids who uh, traditionally have always given us a, a, a good game. And finally, uh, they actually we, we beat them for a championship a couple of years ago, and then last year, like I said, they uh, beat us in overtime. So it's Suffolk, Suffolk, and Ramapo. Although this year, uh, one of the teams that we have to get past eventually is Fairfield if we want to go anywhere. Um, so those games are heating up, and as a matter of fact, we, we have a game today at 3 o'clock in uh, Shelton, uh, Connecticut against Fairfield, they're ranked 2 in the, in the Atlantic, we're ranked 7th, so uh, it, it could have some implications as far as regionals go.
0: You know, there's a lot of connections, Coach, between me, my show, and your team. You mentioned, you know, certainly I know Kevin Schroeder, he was on my show, uh, you know, Tim, yeah. Timmy Cavanaugh. Uh, played for Clarkstown, I cover his team for my podcast, and you just mentioned Fairfield, you're mixing it up with them today, I recently had Russell Mazzaro on, he uh, he won states with Eddie Witts in 2017, and he and his brother uh, are both up there at Fairfield, so you're going to get to see them today, so... Right, have it. yeah, we've seen
1: them twice already, and... Uh... More New York kids uh, than we do. They have Frankie Wedge from Valhalla. Uh, They have Brendan uh, McDonald from White Plains. Uh, The the two fellows that you mentioned already Uh, Kyle Morano from Bergen, uh, New Jersey. So, yeah, there's a a lot of, uh, they they draw very well from uh, the the New York area, it seems. There's another kid from Middletown. Middletown, New Jersey. So, yep, yeah, you, you know there there are there are a lot of them. But that, this is becoming a rivalry, and so far it's a little one sided because they have beaten us. Uh, they have beaten us this year, so we're going to try to uh, change that
0: today. Hey, coach, how would you describe the state of hockey? You know, in the Hudson Valley. You know, in the Rockland, Westchester, Bergen County area at this point. Well, I think it's exciting because look, all you have to do is. Turn on the Devils,
1: and there's Steve Santini, the, the, the Carolina Hurricane, and there's Pesci. Um, if you really travel in this, in this tri-state area, you look at Johnny Goudreau down from South Jersey, we, I've, I've actually coached against him a bunch of times, um, and we had a tournament team where uh, on the day of the NHL draft, uh, he got drafted six by the Flames, they stopped the game, he got off the ice, they interviewed him for uh, the NHL Network. They, he got back on the ice, they started the game, and he scored on a faceoff. <laughs> so, Goudreau, who's a hell of a nice kid, you know, he's, he's obviously lighting it up in the NHL. So, I think the, I think the state of hockey around here is, uh, is pretty exciting. And I know I've missed a couple of guys who, uh, who have, you know, are either playing in the American Hockey League or, or the NHL from this area. Uh, and then, you know, you have the perennial favorites, you have Suffolk, you have Pelham, you got the Marinick uh te- teams like that are always around uh, and I, i'm sure I, I missed one or two but it's uh it's good stuff i you know at fordham we tend to, to try and get kids from uh del Barden or uh, a couple of those new jersey teams uh we don't really you know we rarely get a kid from Pelham to stay in, in the new york area and continue playing at the ice hutch uh for whatever reason um they, they tend to go elsewhere uh, and that's why those two fellows there, uh, there at fairfield which is a great school good education which is uh you know, foremost in uh, what ways you choose to go to school.
0: Hey, uh, hey, Coach, What? Uh, what's your biggest challenge? Like, what's the biggest challenge that you face coaching, you know, a program, team like uh, at Fordham?
1: Uh, the biggest challenge, I would say, is to make sure that the kids, uh, that the whole team takes it seriously, that they realize we're here for a purpose, which is to have fun, but at the same time play uh Play, uh, correctly the, the game of hockey and, uh, you know, it's not a beer league team. It's not a men's league team. It's, it's a, uh. It is college hockey, and and that's how we coach and practice and and play. And that's the mindset that we have to have. So work hard, don't quit. Basically,
0: I know you and I talked about this before we started recording, and um, you know I ran into a couple of coaches that you're very friendly with. You know, the head coach for Stevens and the head coach for Columbia, because I was at the Ice (laughs) Icehawks last night. You know, and we were talking about the fact that there's over 400 club programs in the United States. So I mean, this really is a viable option for kids who aren't going to make it in the NCAA, who aren't going to make it in the pros, but want to get an education and still want to play. So I just wanted to put that out there. Again, you know, you you certainly have a great thing going there. You know, the two games that I saw uh, for them this year, uh, skilled, physical, well-coached, disciplined. I mean, the list goes on and on. So kudos out to you, Coach, for creating a winning culture and a positive culture in your locker room. Well, thanks
1: a lot. I mean, it's important that... People who want to continue playing college hockey in college, but it's important that they realize they don't have to TG for two years and play juniors. Not that there's anything wrong with that path, but you could right after your senior year of high school, you could become a freshman and play college hockey. And uh, To get an idea of what schools have college hockey, go to achahockey.org and you'll see the American Collegiate Hockey Association. For example, our national championships will be playing on ESPN, uh, one of the ESPN channels uh, this year, uh, uh, over March 8th, to the 18th. Is when the Division One, Two, II, and Three uh, championships will be all held. Uh, we had the Columbus Blue Jackets play in, uh, in Columbus, Ohio. So it's a, it's a, it's a very vibrant uh, situation. It's a great option, and um, you know what? If you if you start as a, uh, a natural freshman and you and you play for four years you could then get a, get a leg up on your business career or, or your professional career and start making money uh, that fifth year so um, it's it's just a little bit maybe more realistic if you're chasing that dream uh, but you know I give kudos to anybody who does want to chase that dream because life is short <laughs> so go for it
0: Hey coach, um, you touched on some of these things in your previous answers but what do you look for in a hockey player? Well Somebody who works hard,
1: who doesn't quit, who's coachable—I uh, think that's very, very important. Really, so basically, attitude. Someone's attitude. Uh, you know, by the time by the time you get to 18, 19, 20 years old, the, the kids who are going to make our team all have the ability. They've probably all been playing since they were mites. Uh, so it really it comes down to attitude. Um, you, you might be that. Kid in high school, that was out there for six-minute shifts, and, and that was able to tool around everybody. But at this level, believe it or not, uh, you know you're going to be playing against kids who are 24, 25, 26 years old. They're not even they're not even kids anymore; they're men. And uh, you might get knocked on your rear end. You probably won't be able to dangle around everybody, uh, so you're not going to have your way. You're going to have to take a 45 second shift, and so you're going to have to, uh, you know, learn how to play team hockey. And a kid with a good attitude will understand that, put the ego to to the side, and uh, you know, buy into the team concept that certainly we coach or most of the winning teams that I've seen over the last 10 years of, of doing this uh, have. Uh, Very few individuals are able to dominate uh, the game or the entire season on these teams.
0: You know, it's very interesting that you brought that up because I noticed, you know, it's hard to tell these players when they have their equipment on. But after the game, when they're, you know, waiting for the bus or chatting with parents and fans, like, I see some of these players and I'm like, these are men. You know, these aren't high school kids necessarily, and that's what I'm accustomed to seeing you know, when I'm covering the game. So it's a very good point that you bring up. Hey, Coach, while we, you know, we have a couple more questions before I let you go. What makes a successful hockey coach, in your opinion?
1: Well, you have to be organized. You have to realize you're a teacher. you got to try to stay positive at all times. You need energy, so you can't go to the rink, depressed, downcast, downtrodden, worrying worry about the fact that you can't pay your mortgage or your car got towed. <laughs> um, and you have to be willing to learn. I'm, I'm, I'm learning every day. Uh, I think that's important that you do that. Uh, the guys who think they know everything because they did it like that 30 years ago, I don't think that's successful. So. Somebody like myself, I'm learning every day. I'm sure Edwitz is learning every day. Uh, Mike Finelli, you know, people like that, we're learning every day. And uh, technology, like everything else in, in today's world, is uh, now gotten into the coaching uh, business. And so there, there are practice plans online and apps you could you could do to uh, chart stats and puck possessions and so on and so forth. So always learning.
0: All right, that's that's great advice. Um, favorite professional hockey player, past or present.
1: Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I respect Marty Brodeur's accomplishments, I'm uh, excited for John, Johnny Goudreau, uh, Santini, Pesci, uh, but my all-time favorite is a guy from Manhattanville, he He came from uh, Quidlam, British Columbia, his name is Neil Clark, number 15 at Manhattanville, because he was six-two, two hundred five, and he made it all the way to the Detroit Red Wings, Uh, where, as uh, his friends say, he had a quick cup of coffee. Uh, One guy actually went so far as to say it was a quick espresso. But the fact that he he made it, and he wasn't even the the best player at Manhattanville, Uh, he just worked so hard, Uh, that that really epitomizes uh, uh, my idea of a professional, a guy who just works hard, never quit, and uh, I think played eight years minor pros. Hmm. Uh, all, all over the
0: place. Oh, that's, you know, that is impressive. Do you have a favorite professional team coach that you uh, kind of follow?
1: Uh, I got to tell you, I'm a fan of the game. So I fan, uh, you know, I follow all the teams. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, and I just did it recently with my buddy Tim Collins on, on uh, December 23rd. We went to a one o'clock Islander jet game at the Barclays Center, uh, guest to the Islanders, so they gave us the VIP treatment. And then we were guests to the Devils at 7 p.m., so we went from the Barkley in Brooklyn, drove across whatever bridges we we did, and we ended up at uh, in Newark, New Jersey at the uh, Prudential Center. We watched the Devils beat the Blackhawks, and we were able to see uh, Pat Kane, who years ago Timmy Collins and I coached against at, at the Empire uh, State Games when he was, uh, I think he played for uh, Western New York or something like that. So uh, that, that, that's my favorite fan, fan, of, uh, fan of the game. I, obviously, I'm, I'm interested in all three of the local teams. Barzell I'm excited about this year, and the Devils run I'm excited about, and I'm hoping that the, the Rangers can make Hank... Uh, a cup winner
0: one of these days yeah you and i both hope that hey uh i actually had mike benelli on my show recently i'm gonna put his interview out uh, he was talking about you know floorball and some of the good stuff he's doing yeah. to try to grow the game and expose more kids to this great sport so uh coach i appreciate you giving us the information at that's acha.org if players want to start <laughs> researching you know what club programs are available out there and,
1: yeah,
0: um, wanna, let, me, let me interrupt you. It's A-C-H-A-Hockey.org. Okay. acha Thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Listen, i got to get the right info out there. No worries. Uh, best of luck today against Fairfield University. I've been chatting with Rich Guberti, head coach of the Fordham Rams. Uh, you know, very storied hockey career, a great source of information, great guy. Uh, the team is rolling at the right time um and uh, again best of luck to you and your team the rest of the way hopefully we'll see you out there at nationwide arena i can catch you in person or maybe on espn you know if you make it to the dance so listen
1: thank you very much and i really appreciate what you're doing for hockey getting it out there with this blog and uh it's really something to see you at so many games and the positive influence that you have on uh, the coaches and kids and the game of hockey locally. It's a, it's a great thing, and uh, I look forward to uh, hearing and seeing you uh,
0: up there in uh, Buffalo at the end of the year. Uh, I know you're going to be up there at the state, I believe, correct? Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, I was yes, talking talking to some people the other day. There's going to be a lot of eyes on that uh, regional game on March 3rd. There's going to be a lot of people watching Section 1 Division 1 take on Section 9. That's going to be probably at the probably at Brewster or at a rink somewhere in Westchester County. What I'm going to do oh, awesome. Right. I'm going to travel to the Capital Region. I want to watch the D2 regional game that, you know, probably aren't a a lot of people aren't looking at, but it's still going to involve a team from my area. So I'm going to take a quick quick ride a couple hours up 87 uh, to the Capital Region and watch whoever comes out of Section 1 Division 2, and then as you said, I will be in Buffalo at the Harbor Center Championship weekend, March 9th through 11th. I might even be the only person up there, Coach, at this point, Um, you know, doing the independent coverage, local guy covering local teams. That's what I'm all about.
1: your work hey, my
0: pleasure. And uh, I hope to see you at the rink in person. And, and I'd love to have you back on at any time, maybe to, you know, talk again about how club hockey can be a real option for a lot of our players. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, buddy. Coach, enjoy the rest of your day again. Good luck against Fairfield and we'll talk soon. Be well. You got it. Buddy. Bye. One. This is Willow Barnes and you're listening
1: to the HB Pucks podcast available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud
0: and Stitcher. Now back to the show. As the 14th episode for Season 2 comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. Stick Taps out to Adam Page, one of the hockey coaches for the St. Mary's Varsity Hockey Team, on being named to the U.S. Paralympic Sled Hockey Team. This will be Adam's third time. I want to congratulate him and wish him and his fellow Olympians all the luck in bringing home the gold medal. Stick taps out to Jack Wallace, an alumni of the Indian Hills hockey team, on also being named to the U.S. Paralympic sled hockey team. I want to congratulate Jack and wish him and his fellow Olympians all the luck in bringing home the gold medal. Stick taps out to the E.O. Smith Tolland Bucks hockey team, who have made a pledge this year to support the Jacob Roger Poulin Foundation through the Score for Jacob campaign. Fans can pledge a dollar amount for every Bucks goal scored this season, which will directly benefit the foundation and its many charitable endeavors, including building a park in Jacob's memory. For more information, you can visit www.jrpf.org or follow. At Bucks Nation One on Twitter. Stick taps out to members of the Brick Stars and the USA Warriors Veterans Hockey Teams for participating in the seventh annual Winter Classic on Sunday, February fourth at 12 noon. They had a silent auction, and uh, the New Jersey Devils alumni made appearances, and all proceeds benefited the Brick Stars Challenger Hockey. Uh, stick taps out to the Saint Joseph's Preparatory School in Pennsylvania for hosting a fundraiser for Salvatore Danubli on Monday, February 5th at 3.30 p.m. at the Penn Ice Rink Class of 1923 Arena. There was food, music, 50-50 raffle, and all proceeds went to uh, a fund in Sal's memory. Sadly, he was murdered this past fall in South Philly. Stick taps out to 8th grade goaltender Sophia Will of the Lancaster-Iroquois-Depew girls hockey team, who made 31 saves in a 5-1 loss to Frontier-Lakeshore-Orchard Park girls varsity hockey team on Monday, February 5th. Stick taps out to senior forward Tyler Edholm of the Sweet Home varsity hockey team, who had a four-point night, including two goals and two assists, and eclipsed the 50-point mark in just 17 games in a 6-2 win over Louport on Monday, February 5th. Stick taps out to the Penfield Varsity Hockey team for volunteering their time at the Heathwood Assisted Living Community on Monday, February 5th. It was great to see the team giving back to their elderly friends and neighbors. Stick taps out to senior forward John Mosrell of the Pittsburgh Varsity Hockey team on earning his 100th career varsity point in a 4-4 tie with Victor on Tuesday, February 6th. Stick taps out to senior forward Peter Hernandez of the Old Bridge hockey team, who earned his 100th career varsity point in an 8-3 loss to Monroe on Wednesday, February 7th. Stick taps out to the Red Bank Catholic hockey team for assisting with the loading of mini food drive donations, which were destined for the Mercy Center in Asbury Park on Wednesday, February 7th. Stick taps out to the Byram Hills hockey team who hosted their sixth annual pink the rink game versus John Jay at Brewster ice arena on Thursday, February 8th at 9 PM. Your boy Trav served as guest in-house DJ and public address announcer throughout the evening. All proceeds uh, benefited the breast cancer division of the American cancer society. It was really a tremendous event. Stick taps again out to everybody involved. Um, as I was leaving, they were presenting the team with a check for $10,000, and I'm sure the number has increased since then because they were still accepting online donations. Stick taps out to the Queensberry hockey team for hosting their 18th annual stick game against the Adirondack Rivermen on Thursday, February 8th. Puck drop was set for 7 p.m. at the Cool Insuring Arena in Glens Falls. The Spartans won by a final score of 7-4, so the stick remains in Queensbury for one more year. Stick taps out to senior forward James Carrier of the White Plains varsity hockey team, who tied a school record by scoring seven goals in a game versus eastchester Tuckahoe Bronxville uh, on Thursday, February 8th. He also added two assists and set a new Tigers record for nine points in one game. Senior defenseman Rich Myers also returned from injury to play in his senior night game, and freshman defenseman John Myers had two goals and four assists in the Tigers' 10-3 win. Stick taps out to senior forward Mike Rockiope. Uh, sorry about that, Mike of the Middletown High School South hockey team, on earning his 100th career point in a three-to-nothing win over Manalapan on Thursday, February 8th. Stick taps out to freshman goaltender Pat McCarty of the Manalapan Braves hockey team who made 45 out of 48 saves in a 3-0 loss to Middletown High School South on Thursday, February 8th. Stick taps out to sophomore forward Kyle DeBell of the Ramapo College uh, hockey team who earned his 100th career point in just 21 games uh, on Thursday, February 8th. Stick Taps out to head coach Greg Toscos and his Don Bosco Ironman hockey team on their first undefeated season in program history. Stick Taps out to the Queensbury hockey team for hosting their 7th annual Pink the Rink game on Friday, February 9th versus the GMSVS Storm. This year, the team honored Austin Lane as he bravely battles cancer. The Spartans won 2-1 in overtime. Stick taps out to senior forward Nick Smith of the Carmel Rams hockey team on earning his 100th career varsity point in a 6-5 win over Fox Lane on Friday, February 9th. Eighth grade goaltender Ian Tum also stopped 30 of 35 shots in that game as well. Stick taps out to the West Seneca East hockey team for joining forces with the West Seneca High School Humane Society Club by hosting a Hockey for Humane game on Friday, February 9th versus West Seneca West. Puck drop uh, was set for 5.30 p.m. at the West Seneca Ice Rink, and all proceeds benefited a local humane society. Stick taps out to the Berwick Academy boys and girls hockey teams for joining forces with Connors Climb Foundation to host a Stick It to Stigma events uh, at the team's February 9th and February 10th games at the rinks at Dover. Connors Climb was created back in 2011, After the suicide of Connor Ball in October of 2011. And I have to say, as a school counselor with over 20 years of experience working with young people, that help is always available. Um, So again, stick taps out to uh, the Berwick Academy boys and girls teams for trying to spread the word about suicide awareness. Stick taps out to senior forward Matt uh, Rittendale. Um, of the Westfield hockey team on earning his 100th career varsity point in a 4-2 win over Governor Livingston on Saturday, February 10th. Uh, Stick taps out to you, Matt. I hope I got that last name right. Stick taps out to sophomore goaltender Chris Graham of the Somers North Salem hockey team for making 33 saves in a 6-5 OT win over Rivertown on Saturday, February 10th. Stick taps out to Fox Murphy, whose father is fighting uh, stage 4 cancer. Fox plays for the New Jersey Ice Dogs and founded his own Relay for Life team this year entitled Murphy's Fighting Irish. You can tweet or DM me for more information on how to make a donation uh, to Fox's uh, campaign. Stick taps out to head coach Andrew Will of the Salisbury Hockey team who won his 203rd game since taking over as the Knights bench, bench boss. Congratulations, Coach Will. The St. Thomas Aquinas College Spartans uh, faced off against the Columbia University Pride on Sunday, February 11th at the Barclays Center. Puck drop was set for 1 p.m. The team sold Islander tickets, which were in the lower bowl, for $40. Um, And then they're going to be there uh, for the Islander flame game that same night um, at 7 p.m. There is an assist benefit game scheduled for Saturday, February 24th at the Brewster Ice Arena to benefit the Hudson Valley Girls High School Ice Hockey Initiative. Puck drop is scheduled for uh, 7 p.m. For more information to purchase tickets or to donate, please visit www.benefitgames.com. And if you have uh, other questions about the benefit game, you can certainly email Tess Brogan. She is the athletic director at Clarkstown North High School. Her email address is tbrogan at ccsd.edu. I also have some important information regarding uh, some upcoming free clinics, which are sponsored by the New York Rangers. And again, the Hudson Valley uh, Girls High School Ice Hockey Initiative. On Saturday, February 17th at the MSG Training Center, um girls ages four through 18 uh will be able to skate uh and learn more about the game there is no fee no experience is required there is equipment available for loan the day of the clinic uh, any questions about that again email tess brogan athletic director at clarkstown north t brogan at ccsd.edu and if you know of a player coach team or hockey related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. the horn sounds on the 14th episode of season two. I want to let you know some of the topics for this season's future podcasts. Uh, episode 15 will continue with the playoff talk. Uh, by then we should know what the seedings and the matchups are going to be, so we'll break those down. We'll get uh, input and feedback from players, coaches, parents, and fans. Um, I also want to you know, put together uh, the history of Hudson Valley with Stefan Vallis and Mike Schoenbach. I know I've been talking about this all season, but again, it really, when you look at what Stefan and Mike have accomplished in Hudson Valley hockey, it really is a great opportunity just to get the two of them together to talk about the game. Uh, and there's a very devoted group of gentlemen who've been playing together on Tuesday nights for 44 years in a row. Uh, the game is referred to as Hockey Night in Katona, I've been in touch with a couple of um, the guys that are involved with that group, so I will be looking to take a trip up to uh, the uh, Evarts rink uh, over on the Harvey campus and interview some of those players and learn a little bit more about that. And if there are topics you'd like me to address on the show after the state championships have been awarded, because I'd really like to do at least one episode a month between, let's say, the middle of March and the beginning of November next year. Um, So if there's topics that you'd like me to address, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you each and every week. You know, there's a segment called Where Are They Now? Uh, So any former Hudson Valley uh, high school players, please tweet or DM me at TravJack71 if you'd like to come on. You can join the likes of Tommy Spiro, Jackson Schultz, Russ Mazzaro, Sean Gordon, Sean Benson, and Anthony Carudo, who have all been on to talk about what they're doing in the game after high school. Um, I also want to do at least one more episode of From the Trainer's Room with Jessica, uh, which focuses on athlete health, safety, and nutrition with Jessica Lappy, head athletic trainer at Tappan Zee High School. Uh, before I sign off, I want to thank my beautiful wife Marisol and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding because our family time takes a hit uh, during the hockey season as I'm always out chasing a game. You can find me on Twitter at Travjack71, on Instagram at five underscore min underscore major, and on Snapchat at 5 underscore minmajor. You can also find my show on the Grandstand Sports Network, www.grandstandsportsnetwork.com, or on Twitter at Grandstand underscore S-N. If you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the new full-length album entitled Out of Time by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at fractureofficial, Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.FractureOfficial.com on the web. I also want to let you all know about a revolutionary new fitness device that is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's called X-Chain, and it can be configured into 14 different shapes and can be used with over 500 different types of exercises. Weighing only 10 pounds, X-Chain is all that you need for your best workout. To find out more about this exciting new project, Uh, and this product, you can follow them on Instagram at trainxchain, the letter X, so that's trainxchain, and they're also on Kickstarter. I also want to announce that I've created a scholarship in memory of Dick Kittle, who was an off-ice official and a fixture in the Mamaronex sports community for years. I have accepted nominations from Section 1 hockey coaches and will present the scholarships to two graduating seniors at the all-league dinner on March 13th. I've also contracted with Shoots Media, which is a local company, to document the awarding of the scholarships and to interview the recipients. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, And with the playoffs coming up, you know I'll see you at the rink.